Correct Eastern Daylight Saving Time is now 15 minutes past 10 o'clock. Hi there, old droopy, old droopy drawers. How are you out there? Bring it up there, big. you excuse me for a moment while I blow a little rancid cigar smoke in your eye? What a rotten old... You remember those great cigars? Wouldn't I, wouldn't I love to have a commercial on this show? Five for a pack, guinea stinkers. Huh? Now don't call up and get angry about me. I'm just giving you a generic name that we all... I'll bring it up. Speaking of jazz, hey, listen, uh, did you hear that? What a great story. I'll tell you, it is right out of a black comedy. You know, you know, black movie type comedy. Did you hear the story the other day? In fact, I think it was yesterday on the news of these two cops having a giant fist fight. And, and one cop wound up by belting the other cop on the top of the head with his nightstick. They were arguing over who was going to drive the squad car. <laughs> Would you please bring me out some rotten piano music, will you please? Bring it on there. Oh, here we go, King. Oh, boy. Wow. I'm the Sheik. I'm the Sheik of Arabi. Your love belongs to me, Rasmus. At night, baby, when you are asleep, <laughs> into your tent, I'll creep, 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 creep. The stars that shine above will light our way to love, love, baby. Oh, you'll rule this land with me, Rasmus. I'm the sheik, the sheik of Araby. <laughs> Come on, baby, let's go. Into my tent. I'm the sheep. I'm the sheep of Araby. Oh, your love belongs to me. Oh, at night. Da 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 Fantastic. 
They're just magnificent. I'd still dig them cops. <laughs> what do you mean you'll drive? You drove last night, Cassidy. All right, move over, Radigan. I'm driving again tonight. Oh, come on now, Cassidy. And the next thing you know... That reminds me of that cartoon. Did you see that, that, that cartoon in the New Yorker? I think it was Steig. It shows this car, this guy sitting in there. It's a convertible. He's a businessman type. He's sitting at the wheel. And you see standing next to the car, over on the driver's side, this huge, hulking rhinoceros of a woman. And she is simply saying, I'll take the wheel. You know, speaking of cartoons, hold it up there. Doesn't this sound like a cartoon? Just just one minute there. Uh, keep, keep that style. You know, everything must be done in style today. This is, this is all style. Our world is style. Let's face it. What is her name? Susan Sontag? Susan Sontag has said that style is all. Or was it Proust? Or was it Earl Wilson who said that? Uh, Marshall McLuhan says the medium is the message. So don't care that you're getting all this junk out of the radio. Stop worrying about the junk that's coming out of it. What is important is that it's the radio, friends. So the medium is the message. Don't complain about all that crud that keeps coming out night after night out on channel whoopee. That's not the point. The point is it's TV. And that is the message. And you know that you all love uh, TV, of course. You love the medium. Uh, speaking of uh, style, look at this. This is fantastic example. It's all style in the yard. It is. It's all style in the yard wide life. If you, if you learn to live it with style, it doesn't make any difference what you do as long as you do it well. And so, uh, in fact, you know that one of the great beloved characters around Chicago... Uh, of, a, of a past eon was a famous con man who was so famous he was kind of synonymous with con men he was a great con man and the reason he was famous he had consummate style superb style in fact whenever they would put the whammy on him and they would drag him off finally to the Bastille the people who would come forward to fight for his freedom were the people he had fleeced it was a pleasure to be shocked by this man. Consummate style. And his, his nickname, I'll give you the Brass Fig de Gee with bronze oak leaf palm if you can tell me who this guy was because his nickname related to an article of apparel that he wore that was directly connected with the fantastic style that he had, uh, he had evolved. And incidentally, he never took trouble to even disguise himself. I mean, can you imagine being called upon by John Dillinger? He says, my name is Dillinger. I'd like to discuss a little deal with you. <laughs> oh, no, he never did. And that is what is known as style. And of course, he became a beloved man. Nobody really worried about the fact that he had, you know, knocked down the entire community for about $47 million. The point is style. Listen to this style now. This is magnificent style. Uh, Many of us today are in trouble because we don't know what to do when we are picked up by the cops. How do you handle this? I mean, what do you do when, when say, a cop leans over the window of your car and says, All right, buddy, let me see them licenses. How do you handle it? Do you smile with a gummy smile? Say, well, officer. <laughs> or do you look cool? Like a James Bond, like you're about any minute now to step on the accelerator in this 400-mile-an-hour car and shoot the uh, ammonia gas all over the cop and 
you know, blow them up with the, with the rockets that come out of your exhaust and take off? Or, or how do you handle this? Listen to this magnificent example of style and action. Of course, it comes from Italia. Police said all the divani became violently angry when questioned on suspicion of fraud. So much that Aldo, he smashed his fist through a glass door panel of the police station, instantly whipped off his wristwatch and swallowed it. Just thought you ought to know. Cops stood around with their mouths hanging open, and Aldo had won a point. What do you do? Well, as an old ex-fit thrower... I can understand how where Aldo got his technique. No, this is this is this is a this is a pure tantrum technique. Grabbing your wristwatch and swallowing it. I I I am probably the most consummate shoe kicker offer you ever met. Listen, when I'm a kid, I'll never forget the time. You want to hear about about a fit? You know, you know if you, do you remember ever having now all people have had tantrums. So don't come and say to me, uh, you know, he's making this up. There I don't think there is an adult walking around today who was an ex-kid, of course, who did not, at one point in his life, throw a tantrum. I mean, and, you know, throw a tantrum. Where you, you know, where you lie, you, you throw yourself down on the floor. You just lay there. <laughs> well, you see, you know, when you go into the, when you go into a supermarket and you see some kid and he's got his feet scrunched up around his ears, he, he, he's doing the no-walk tantrum. You know, there's a certain kind of a tantrum where, where the feet get paralyzed. Where, where uh, you know, and they're dragging him. You see these two people, and they're dragging him. He's like a bowling ball with two arms. You know, and his feet are pulled up. He's got this, re- you know, this retractable landing gear. And he sees a, he's, the, now there's that, that kind. Then there's the kind of tantrum, the limp tantrum. Have you seen the limp tantrum? Where the kid just goes limp. Just sort of hangs there. <laughs> now that, that's the, yeah, well, that's another kind of tantrum. That, that, that kid's a future protester. Now, there's, there's other kind of tantrums, though, that you can throw. And, and the, probably the most popular tantrum in my neighborhood, and the one which I worked on as, an, as a fine art form, is to hurl yourself on the floor. See, the, I, I, it doesn't make a difference what it is. You see, the, the, what, what the object tantrum. For example, uh, you hear outside. Now, a typical tantrum, uh, let's say uh, the atom bomb that sets it off. You're sitting around. And, uh, you know, you're hitting stuff and yelling. You're just playing. You know, you're fooling around. And all of a sudden, outside, you hear, Good humor, ding dong, good humor, ding dong, dong, ding dong, good humor, wow, ding dong, ding dong. And you hear all these kids running. You hear Bruner and Schwartz. Wow, 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 wow. You're all yelling. You, hey, Ma, hey, the good humor man is here. There's a pause. Hey, Ma, the good humor man is here. Ma, hey, wow, he's going he's gonna to go. Hey, Ma, the good humor man is here. Another pause. Hey, Ma! The good humor man is here! So? You hear this coming out of the kitchen. So? Whoa! Uh, I want uh, good humor! I want, uh, uh, you know, they got a chocolate marshmallow whoopee this week. It's a special Ma. It's towards the flick of brutal out there. Oh, Ma, wow! Can I have a nickel with good humor? Supper is in ten minutes. Hey, you don't give me a damn about supper, you know. Hey, you, then she's now, she is now in the door of the kitchen. She's looking into the living room where you are now getting ready to perform your tantrum. See, it's you're working up to it. And she is looking in. She says, now, if you don't, if you don't be quiet, I'm going to tell your father. Now, shut up or I'm going to tell your father. Hey! 
Ah, now you're full ten from C because she is obviously going to stick with this nuttiness, like you know, no good humor. She's going to stick with it. And then the next thing you know, she comes rushing in and says, "Now, will you shut up?" Pow! She cracks you on the side of the head. Now that is the moment the tantrum begins. Wait till she gets back into the kitchen. Don't do it while she's still there. You'll probably get another one. So wait till she gets back, and then you go. Ah! You fall down by the radio and kick your shoes off. If there's anything that bugs old ladies, it's to kick your shoes off and lay on the lay flat out and kick your feet up and down on the floor. Go. You know, your shoe goes off. All right, now this was a pretty good ploy. This worked good for me for about, I'd say for about a year. You know, I was very good at that. And my mother used to get so bugged. She said, you, if you kick your shoes off just once more, if you, if, if you kick those shoes, I'm going to break, I'm going to break your neck. I'm telling you, you want, whew, something about the shoe flying off. I've wondered why protesters today have not discovered the shoe kicking off ploy. That's really great. I mean, can you imagine a whole bunch of guys flopping down in front of the U.N. and kicking their shoes off? That would really bug the cops. You know, kick your shoes off. All right, come on, police brutality, you're stealing my sandals. You know? So, <laughs> all right, so I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'll never forget this day. Oh, boy, terrible moment. Now, I don't know whether you're... No, no honey, I can't. I, terrible moment. Awful, awful scene. I'm throwing a tantrum. I hurl myself down. And at the same time as I throw a tantrum, I, I, I badly timed. You've got to time your tantrum. Be very careful. I have hurled myself down on the, on the living room floor. The bell outside is going ding dong. Good humor, good humor, ding dong, ding dong. And I'm now flat out next to the Crosley. And I'm just about to scream. Ah! I kick my foot up in the air. And just as I kick, I hear up the driveway, my old man's car. Well, let me tell you, it was capital punishment offense to be caught doing a tantrum with the old man on the premises. See, tantrums were always described at second hand, like you threw a tantrum this afternoon, or you threw a tantrum after lunch, or you threw a tantrum this morning. But to be throwing a tantrum with the old man on the scene, you know, oh, oh boy. So yeah, I, ah, and here I, ah, 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 I stop. Then I hear the foot, but you can't stop. That's the thing about tantrums. They take over. You can't stop. I'm going, ah, ah. The screen door flies open, and I kick my shoe off. The shoe flies up, and so help me. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to raise my hand on 5,000 Bibles. I don't know why. I've never told this story before. My shoe flew off, made two quick twists in the air, and went right through the dining room window. I'm forever blowing bubbles, pretty bubbles in the air. Do I have to describe to you the indescribable punishments that I received as a result of this ill-conceived tantrum? Now, a good solid protester or tantrum thrower would say, that was the ultimate tantrum or protest. Well, for that, I received the ultimate penalty. <laughs> Holy smokes, I'll never forget that. I get that. And, and you know, uh, have you, have, you know the sound of a window breaking? All of you know the sound of a window breaking? You do? Huh? Well, I wonder how many of you know how a window sounds when it is being broken with a shoe hitting it through a lace curtain. That's a special sound. You hear it? It's got a muffled sound. But somehow it's an even more dangerous sound. Did you hear the... Oh, boy, I'll tell you. 
They, uh, oh, there's another cartoon that, that reminded me that, of that bit. Did you see that? Did you see that cartoon of the New York again? It shows it's in an office, see? And the big office, big industrial office. And you can see out through the window, you see the plant. Did you see that cartoon? You see this enormous plant. And, and, and yeah, it's a great big, uh, obviously an enormous industrial complex. And you see sitting at the desk, this is the guy, obviously, who runs it. He owns it, you know. And he's sitting there, it's old J.B. Bullard. And he's got a big jaw. And you see over there in one of these Danish chairs, these modern Danish type chairs, you see this hippie. And he's sitting there and he's got a cigarette hanging out of his lip, you know, and he's got a pair of sandals on. He's got a black t-shirt and he's really bugged, you know, the, you know, the typical bug guy. And so old J.B. Bullard says, oh, so, son, so you don't want no part of a world that my generation made, right? Well, I think we can do something about that. <laughs> you have to think about that for a minute. I'm forever... Oh, I don't want no part of the generation that this ridiculous radio station made. That reminds me, would you hit the whoopee, hit the whoopee button there? Come on, fast. Hit it there. Miller High like the bright, clear-tasting beer. Miller High like the champagne of bottled beer. There's only one champagne of bottled beer. Sparkling. Flavorful. Distinctive. Miller Highlight. Brewed from a century-old recipe, Miller High Life has a rich heritage and tradition. A bright, clear taste. Unequaled, unquestioned, unchanging. Available on tap, in cans, and in familiar crystal clear bottles. Miller High Life is always sparkling, flavorful, distinctive. Enjoy Miller High Life yourself. Miller High Life, the champagne of bottled beer. Yes, Miller High Life, the champagne of bottled beer. Did I give the station break here? Oh, this is WOR, AM of FM, New York. This is the last night we'll be on uh, on uh, FM, right? Oh, that's a poor sad note. This is the last night we'll be on FM. Of course, radio's moving forward. I understand they have some magnificent programming for you. On FM, I'm sure. I'm forever blowing bubbles. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. Progress often is a slow descent into quicksand. Let's see what we've got here. Uh, speaking of quicksand, oh, we've got the... Oh, yeah, the Limelight Show. Oh, listen, listen. Hold it. Hold everybody. Tomorrow night at the Limelight. You ready for it, Joe? Tomorrow night at the Limelight, we are going to celebrate... One of the most truly basic American holidays. It's not really a holiday, it's an observance. We are going to celebrate a truly basic American observance. Beginning exactly at 10.30, coming to you from the limelight deep in the heart of Greenwich Village. And I'll be there observing it. Now, you have to observe this particular American institution in a very special way. And I am prepared to do that. I am bringing some seeds down. I've got a few tendrils, a few shoots. No, it's a very important holiday. A very important observance. And it's rarely observed here in the East, unfortunately, in the Afate East. Uh, the only thing that the Afate East observes is the opening of new Richard Rogers extravaganza. 
And that is a true, to the effete East, that is a true momentous historical occasion. But tomorrow night at the limelight, we are going to explore another side of the world that we all live in. Would you please give me some uh, uh, style music, please? Please. Excellent. That's superb. Style. Picking them up and laying them down at precisely the correct moment. Timing. The delicate, suave essence of the beautifully modulated nuance. Timing. Style. That is what life is. It is all. It is the distillate of being. The uh, waft of the aroma of the far lost and forgotten fields. The gardens of yesteryear. Time. Place. The moment. The instant of the spinning cosmos. The long, dusty road of eternity. And so one must learn how to pick them up and lay them down. With style. With the elan. With the savoir-faire. With a, a spirit of implied whoopee. Yes. Bring it up there. That's enough. And you are listening to the most stylish cat in the business right now. You damn right. And uh, tomorrow night at the limelight. Oh, yes, yes. And, and I suggest that if you're out scooting around trying to look for something to really do in this town tomorrow night that, uh, uh, you know, happens, I would highly recommend a visit to the limelight. We'll be there tomorrow night from 1030 to midnight. And uh, I, you want to know what we're going to observe tomorrow night? Why don't you listen tomorrow night, my dear? And I'll tell you what I'll observe. It will be worth observing. You know, speaking of style, I would like to commend to your attention the Rover 2000 TC, which has contrived an exquisite style. Superb understatement. I wish I had a little soft music here. Uh, do you have a little soft music in there? How about that 50 great moments of music, please? Uh, no, 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 I don't have it there. The, the, the uh, movie music is fine, yes. The movie music is fine. I'm feeling very stylish tonight. It's Friday night and I'm feeling my oats. Hey, anybody out there want to feel any oats with me? You don't have the movie music? Oh, you want to know which one? I was just... Oh, uh, do you have on that side the... How about uh, the music from uh, Spellbound? That's kind of nice. Is that there? Oh, of course, c'est bon. And while you're doing that, I will light my ebony-tipped cigar. <laughs> my dear, come, we shall speak of idle little nothings. Yes, we shall speak of love realized and unrealized. We shall speak of, well, I suppose one might call it the bits and pieces, the tatters, the clouds, the, the vapors of existence, the drifting ghosts of time, which... <laughs> Which, if you care to see, are there to see. So come, my dear, come with me in my Rover 2000. We shall fly on and on and on. We shall be surrounded by luxuries such as the poor, simple, earthbound mind of man can scarce conceive. Come into my Rover 2000, TC. Come with me. And fly. Oh, wow. oh, that's a way to pick up a chick. Oh.
I'm forever blowing. Try that outside of the uh, Bergen, New Jersey diner, just off Route 3. That'll work pretty good there. Oh, speaking of that, hey, hey, listen. Don't, you forgot to put the note there. At 11 a.m., I expect all of you to be out Sunday morning at Washington Square for the 10th annual, it is 10 years now, the 10th annual Greenwich Village Village Voice Sports Car Rally, which Danny List of the Village Voice, an old, old fellow fighter of mine, friend of mine, Danny List and I every year contrive to put over on a panting public. So I will be there uh, 11 a.m. Sunday in the in, in Sheridan Square with the sun beaming down. It's not going to be Sheridan Square. That's going to be Washington Square, right over by the east side of the arch, you know. And uh, the 10th annual, we ought to have some kind of a special celebration. I understand they're going to film it. Uh, uh, it's going to be filmed now. It's. Do you know that it's the oldest continuing sports car rally in America now? How about that? And I will get up on the top of Danny's 1923 Dodge truck on the hood and uh, describe the cars as they go by. Gee, I wish I could have my car for that rally. Uh, I own a 1931 Chevrolet Roadster Independence Cabriolet, which is a highly rare and, uh, and uh, very desirable car in that particular classic field. I wish I could have it ready. For, nah, can't do it. But uh, that's uh, Sunday. You know, speaking of uh, style... Well, we've got to get back to that, because this is what it is. Uh, yeah, so give me a little more of that uh, style music, please, son, will you? How will you care for your tea, my dear? <laughs> Would you, uh, a little sugar, perhaps? A little milk, possibly? Uh, how about a spot of lemon? Oh, don't tell me. <laughs> oh, I can see that you're a truly with it girl. I have been looking for years for a girl who laces her tea with one of those magnificently sculpted capsules, a sour lemon regal crown, dissolved in oolong. A magnificent gesture and British all the way. Uh, yes, friends, for those of you who are looking for a new taste thrill, I would like to suggest that you take a regal crown sour lemon, and I'm serious. A regal crown, sour lemon, and drop it into a cup of scalding hot tea that contains nothing but tea and hot water. Ooh. Oh, and you thought LSD did it. Oh. Take a trip, friend. Regal crown, sour lemon. Step up to your candy counter and say it with a good, firm, sound British voice. Regal crown, sour lemon, you whelp. <laughs> now, how do you like that? Fantastic. Magnifico. Mag oh, speaking of fantastic, would you please uh, set up... Uh... Oh, yeah, hey, hey, get get me on that on that disc there, the same one you use, the same disc you have been using, the one that's... No, 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 over here, we're on the uh, top of the console there, that disc, hey, exactly, Mo. Now, will you get me high noon? Is it on that one? Well, I always bring up the wrong one. Why don't we throw this one out for God's sake? This is not, I know, don't. Is this, you got it on that? Well, let's throw this one out. Because we got it. Listen to me. Don't keep saying no, no, no. Let's throw this one out and only keep the other one because the other one's got all the stuff that's on this one plus other stuff. No? Yeah. 
Oh, I don't want to see your note. I haven't got time for it. Now, would you please uh, give me, um, again, style music. I'll give you a little style, Dad, if you want to hear a guy doing something in style. Listen to this one now. Don't bother me. I don't give a damn about King Kong. It's, I never used that because that music is any good for my show. Really. Bring it up. Throw that out. Now, you heard what I said. Don't bring it up, ever. Okay. Listen to the style. You never would expect style to pop up in Lima, Ohio. Or as they say it, Lima, Ohio. That's the way it's said, in Lima, Ohio. I would like to read to you a story of what occurred in Lima, Ohio. A Lima man caught a bullet fired from a small caliber pistol the other day between his teeth. Did I hear you say what? I repeat, a Lima man caught a bullet fired from a small caliber pistol between his teeth. Police said David Wilhite, 32... Listen, we'll oh, oh, cut this down there for my man. Can you imagine a more dramatic moment? How about opening a play like this? No one would believe it. No, absolutely no one would believe it. If can you Here, you're going to the theater. you got the scene now. Gee, uh, let me bring that thing in here. I, I don't know what's on that. No, 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 not the music. Bring, bring that. Uh, I'll tell you what to give me. Give me on that since you brought the bad one up again. Give me... Uh, uh, the Informer. All right. Now, that we, we always have this trouble with this disc. It's 25 times. I brought it, yeah, but it shouldn't be in the, in the, in the file. It should be way in the back. The other one's way in the back. This is way in the front. All right, now, now let's, let's, uh, all set now? King Kong. All right, now, that's all right. doesn't matter. Look, you walk into the theater, see, it's hot. You step into the air-conditioned theater now. You go past the guy that's selling that rotten orange drink that they always sell. You go past the girl that keeps trying to take your jockey shorts off to check them, you know. And now you're in the theater itself. And you see the theater goers all around you, the little ladies. You can hear their dentures clicking. And you can see men already beginning to fall asleep. The play hasn't even started. And then suddenly the lights grow dim. The overture begins to roar out. You are in the theater now. The curtain hangs dark and limp before you. Now the lights are out entirely. There's a long pregnant pause. And then you can hear the sound of the curtain slowly being raised on a dark stage. A light slowly filters in from around the edge of the proscenium dark purple blue light and you see a simple midwestern apartment just like that little house halfway up in the next block that everyone grew up in a bridge lamp an overstuffed suit of living room furniture I'm using the term suit the way it's used in Lima, Ohio a bookcase containing the complete works of Edgar Rice Burroughs you see a few scattered copies of the works of S.S. Van Dyne and Sax Romer. And now a man enters. He is every man. A man in his early 30s, nondescript. He enters from the kitchen, stage left. 
And as he does, we hear the doorbell ring. He looks up rather casually as though he's been asleep somewhere. The bell rings again. Oh, oh yeah, oh, the bell. He puts his beer down on the coffee table, which is Sears Roebuck Mockern, by way of the Bronx and Grand Rapids. And he walks to the door. We pause for a moment. The bell rings once again. And then he swings the door open. And a man is standing in the doorway, looking directly out at us, looking at the stage directly out at us. He is looking at our hero. And the first words he says, I'm going to kill you. Our hero slams the door shut. And just as he does, we hear, The roar of a heavy caliber gun booms out through the darkened theater. All the sleeping theater goers are now awake. The little old ladies have stopped chewing their saltwater taffy. We see the man stagger backward. We see the door splinter a bullet hole. He reaches for his mouth. And then he looks down as the stage light slowly comes up. He spits a bullet out into his hand pulls up his suspenders and says, well, I'll be damned. That's exactly what this news bulletin says here. I have described to you an exact scene that occurred in Lima, Ohio. Now, if you put that on a Broadway play... John Chapman would say, very exciting, but not very believable, but very exciting. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. I did not change a bit, not a word. Now, what fascinates me about this news item, they never did say why this guy said to him, I'm going to kill you. Now, talk about news items that leave you hanging. He caught the bullet in his teeth. Went right through the door. He caught it in his teeth and spit it out. Boy. Now that is style. You know what? I, I'd have caught it between the eyes. That's the difference in style. See? It's the same situation you probably would have caught in the Adam's apple. Where did he catch it? Between the teeth. And then he spit it out. Now that's what I call style. You know, speaking of... Uh, of this, uh, oh yeah, yeah. I, I've always said, just put down what you see, what you hear around you. Seriously. And you have got genuine drama, and by the way, the most unbelievable drama. Now, this is such a cliche that people say, yeah, 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 I know, I know, I know. But unfortunately, most people don't have the ability to put down what is around them. Very few playwrights I've ever seen. Let me describe a scene to you now. Would you give me some more of that little music? That was beautiful, that lovely music. Old Shep is sitting here, see. No, no, skip into to the part where they go, da cha cha da cha cha da chi 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 da chi la la ta pass that dun 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 That's lovely, yeah, all right. You got to see. Shepard is now sitting in the middle of a party. One of those swirling parties where the hostess is carrying trays around 
making sure that everybody's having a rotten time by continually asking if they're having a good time. She's making sure that you're not going to have a good time. And the whole bit, you know, they got the cashew nuts all out there and the mixed nuts over here. And you're sitting there among all the mixed nuts. And there you are, you know, the whole crowd. And sitting next to me is a hippie. You know, and I'm a hippie, see, the two of us. And we're at a hippie party. And you can smell the pot smoke coming, drifting out of the air conditioning unit, you know. Once in a while, a chick comes running out of the, comes running out of the closet. Ah! And she goes out the window. God only knows what she's on. And it's a typical little social gathering of the mid-20th century. And then you hear an occasional in the in the john, you hear, oh, somebody is heaving up his guts. And we're all having a good time. The stereo's playing at 4,000 decibels per second. Boom, you know, the whole scene. Yes, we're in the middle, right in the middle of it all. This is the swinging life. And this is what I've come all the way from my simple little Midwestern forebears to be part of. Shangri-La. Oh, I have found thee. Ah, Kublai Khan. Shanadu. Ah, this is it. And sitting next to me is this hippie. See, he's got this black t-shirt that's kind of ripped open, you know, and he's wearing a pair of old rotten sandals, his feet are dirty, and his hair is all messed up, and, you know, and you can see he's a little stoned, and I turned to him, and I got to make conversation, I said, hi, I said, hi, man, he says, aren't you Shepard from radio, and I said, yeah, he said, I like your work, man, you got a hold of it, by the way, you're going to have to set this back, because it's just about to run out, okay, he says, uh, you got a hold of it. Yeah, my engineers never think of them little things. I have to keep on with them, you know. So, uh, I says to him, uh, yeah, I'm on the radio. Cut it now. It says, that's end music, and this is not the end yet. So I say to him, yeah, I'm on the radio. You say, you know, you're kind of with it, you know. So, thanks. <laughs> and just then, a chick comes running again out of the closet. Ah! I'm she flies out the window. And, you know, I'll be damned if she didn't fly. I mean, she took off towards the east side, and we saw her at about 3,000 feet. She was banking towards Queens the last time we saw her, see. And I say to him, you know, you got to make conversation. I say, well, yeah, I'm in radio. What business are you in? And he turns and looks to me and says, I'm in the religion game. What? What? For the first time, I'm hearing somebody at the party. I says, what? The religion game? He says, yeah. I'm a minister. And there he is. He's got his, you know, laying there. He's got a triple finger of vodka in his hand, you know. I said, I'll be doggone. A minister. I says, uh, you know, you got to make conversation. Price says, well, how do you get started? He says, oh, I took it under the GI Bill. I says, you took me to minister under the G.I. Bill. He says, yeah. I says, well, uh, I'm going to have to ask you a question, you know. Uh, I mean, you know, all these people yelling. Everybody's crawling around the floor here. Uh, this is kind of bucky. I mean, you mean, you know, all the sin going on. It's so sin. Come on. I said, it's sin. It's all over the floor here. 
And he says, well, now look, just because I'm a minister doesn't mean I'm against sin. I said, but, uh, <laughs> well, what are you against? He said, oh, I think you've misunderstood my work. I'm a professional man. I said, professional man? He said, well, yes, you know, like a doctor or a lawyer. A lawyer, a professional. I said, oh, I begin to see. And he says, of course. A lawyer does not have to believe in pickpocketing. To defend the pickpocket, his job is to get the guy off. Well, I, my job is not to believe in God or religion. My job is to get the people off. I said, oh, I see. And then he wandered off in the direction of the bedroom where there was a chick crawling under the bed who was appearing this time only in the tops of her bikinis. It was kind of an exciting night. And I sat there and said, geez, what a fantastic scene for a play. But Walter Kerr wouldn't believe it. He'd say it was far out sick comedy. John Chapman would say, stretching the imagination, but an amusing thought. <laughs> Brooks Atkinson would flow up. So what am I going to do? Well, I guess I'll write something called, uh, uh, um, Rebirth of a Used Car Salesman. Hell, kind of like that one. It's about this guy named Friendly Fred who sells Chevrolets, and if he only knew the territory, it would work out. He sees his son, uh, Charlie, and Charlie finds out he's having a thing with a chorus girl, and uh, he dies at the end, and they have the candles, and, you know, realistic drama, you know. Yes, yes, oh, reality, where is thy sting? He's in the religious business. What business are you in, friend? Can you see Bertrand Russell saying, uh, I'm in the philosopher business, I... Turn out philosophy. I'm forever blowing a bubbles, a pretty bubbles in the air. You don't happen to have a... Uh, that doesn't matter. Anybody out there? Uh, ah, it's silly. They wouldn't know. Of course not. Of course not. Are you going to be around tomorrow night to help us celebrate, huh? It's a very special American observance. Tomorrow night at 10.30. Don't miss it. Right here. On the channel Whoopi here. Yes, sir. And uh, who am I? Well, who cares, actually, when it's all said and done? Who are any of us? Yes, a rose is a rose. A pigeon on the grass, alas. Uh, uh, gee, uh, you never, it never rains but what it pours. Uh, uh, hang in there, Dad. <laughs> It'll all work out in the end. I'm forever blowing bubbles, pretty bubbles in the air. Bring the theme up there a little bit. There you go. Uh, would you mind out there, baby, if I tickle your feet, huh? Oh. Well, all right, I just thought I'd ask. All right, I'm forever blowing. Tomorrow night at 10.30, gang, be on hand. Be the first in your neighborhood to really know what's happening. I mean, really what's happening, huh? Just look around and you'll see what's happening. As if it'll do you any good. I mean, but after all, friend, you're a part of it, see? So don't get mad at what's happening. I mean, you know. Oh, you mean I can? All right. Tomorrow night at 10.30. Be on hand. Be the first in your neighborhood to admit total defeat. Come on, let's go.